Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Father-Son Packers podcast, your source for Packers news, notes, and analysis. My name is Tommy, and I am back here, one of your hosts, joined, as always, by my co-host, my dad, Matt. Dad, how are you doing? Almost always. Almost I'm always. doing all right. I'm hoping my uh, voice holds out for the end of the episode. Yeah, but, we've uh... <laughs> we've tried to start this three different times, and you've, you've begun coughing. Water? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just got back from traveling and so maybe my little dry from the, the plane or something, but, uh, was in New Jersey, not for the jets <laughs> back in your homeland, back That's where you're, back where you're from. Mom likes to say I'm from New Jersey. Actually, that's what my friends say. So where do you think you're from? Hey, I'd say you're from, I say you're from New Jersey. <laughs> so he has, I had this long discussion with my friends who are all like still living in New Jersey. Uh, it's like, are you from New Jersey? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> if I have to be, <laughs> but I was, but I was not in the swamp. I was not trying to sneak into the Meadowlands or wherever the practice facility is, and whatever they call it now. Yeah, no, it, it is I think the swamp. It's, I think it's a few iterations down from from the Meadowlands now. If Meadow, I, yeah, if I remember correctly, I believe we're we're a little East ways Rutherford, away from we'll that. East Rutherford. Yes, but there is only but, one football team in New York, and it is not the Jets, and it is not the Giants. Um, <laughs> pride, the prides of New Jersey. If you really want to trigger New Yorkers, <laughs> New York people in New York City say that you guys don't actually have a football team, you know. Yep, it's true. But anyway, it's all just big one big metropolis More like the, anyway. The, the Newark uh, Jets and Newark Giants. But we have spent enough oxygen on New Jersey already. <laughs> We are here today. It's all they had. We used it all up. We are here today to talk a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about training camp coming up one week away, Dad, and we'll talk about some dates in just a second. Uh, before we get into anything here, though, just want to pitch a couple of things. If you like what you're here, come give us a follow on Twitter at Father Son Packer. We tweet out episodes we have. We tweet out news, articles we find interesting, videos we find interesting. And as the season kind of begins in earnest here in the next couple of weeks, it's going to be your kind of one-stop shopping for everything Packers related. And you can kind of keep up with Titletown and everything Green Bay related. Just there, come give us a follow at Father Son Packer, tweeting off our takes, uh, keeping it, you know, just keeping the takes flying, you know? And then, obviously, we have this podcast. You can come check us out on your podcast platform of choice. Um, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Wherever you can find podcasts, you can find us. You can even find all of our episodes on YouTube. We put them there as well. Come subscribe to us there. It would really help our numbers. We would really appreciate us. We really appreciate it. Dang, I almost made it through the whole thing without making a mistake. We were this close. <laughs> um, but that is the spiel. Uh, striving. Well, there goes the no-hitter. Uh, it's that, that's a that's blowing a no hitter on the last out in the ninth right there that's oh goodness there was small aside i was uh someone was talking about like best pitching performances and i cannot remember who it was do you know who it was that had a no hitter through 10 innings or a perfect game through 10 innings and just like his team could not get a get, could not buy a run and so he lost his no hitter i feel I like do uh, not do you remember think... who that was nor do i remember the guy who had the no hitter he played for the Tigers. Oh, a I know. Game. He had a perfect and game, and the umpire DL blew. blew the call yeah, on the last what? out of the game. He yes, I should know his name because I remember watching the highlights of that on Sports Center when I was like 10, 11 years old, something like that, and just being so crestfallen. I don't even like the Tigers. Um, no, we hated the Tigers because yeah. they kept beating the A's in the playoffs. The Tigers beat the A's like feel like three of six years at one point. The those Magli Ordonez, uh teams and. Um, Cabrera, uh, Verlander, and Scherzer, I think, at the same time. No, no, no. This was this was pre-Scherzer. Um, the, ones, pre-Scherzer the ones that were they definitely had Verlander. They had Verlander, yes. Um, but yeah, good times, good stuff. Um, but anyway, we are not here to talk about baseball. Um, 
Anyway, anymore, we, anymore, we, anymore. <laughs> uh, we are here to break down essentially a little preview because we are very excited that training camp starts in a week. Um, but first, some news relating to the Packers. Uh, we promise we will not. We will not go off topic the rest of the episode. We swear. <laughs> um, but anyway, you know you can't. You, you know you can't promise that. Some initial piece of news. The first thing is that the Packers have now officially signed all of their draft picks, as Luke Musgrave and Jaden Reed uh, signed their contracts this week. Uh, it does seem like second rounders are always the last ones it's to sign. Always the second rounders. Yeah. I think it's something specific about the way. There's a little flexibility in the language. I think in terms of what's guaranteed and what's not, and so it, the the amount that's guaranteed. The percentage keeps like creeping earlier and earlier or, or, or creep, creeping across to try to include almost all the second round every year. A couple extra picks get more guaranteed. And so I think it's every year. So I was the second rounders have a yeah. our last. All, so I was actually very pleased. I was afraid that it might get a little bit of a training camp. And it's nice that everybody signed and nobody's going to miss any of training camp. Yeah, that's always a plus. And then the other piece of news is the Packers have added another arm in the quarterback room. Uh, signing Thank Alex Magoo, uh, USFL MVP. Uh, when, when you, you know, it's always great when you can go from one MVP to another, as Devontae Adams <laughs> once said. Um, and they to do so, they released offensive lineman DJ Scaife. Um, now, was he the only one who's like officially a center on the roster? Besides, I mean Myers, um, Myers. Um, the, the only one who's like a backup who was officially a center. That's officially listed that as a center. I think he must be because. Tom is listed at O-line. He's not listed even at a position. Right. And Hanson's um, listed, guard. listed at guard. I don't think they've ever even played him at center. Elton's listed at guard. Um, yeah. So they may have no official backup center on the roster. Official backup center on the roster. Yeah, but yeah, potato, and, uh, potato, tomato, tomato. And Magoo, they've, they've, got their, they've got their veteran backup that everybody's been asking for. You know, he, got, he um, graduated from, what, Florida International Oh, goodness, in you are. 2017. Put me on the spot there. Okay, you were, you're official on that I've got one? It, I've got it open. FIU, the Golden Panthers in 2017 is when he uh, came out of uh, school. Yeah, and he spent some time with, I was looking at it, the, the Seahawks, the Jaguars, and the Texans uh, in the NFL. Hasn't uh, really played any NFL snaps. I think he was in the same draft as Danny Etling, um, I believe, oh. if I remember correctly. Okay. Um Hansen is listed at center slash guard, so we do at least have one player who is double listed. Um, just I was I was interested, so ah. I went and checked. Um, but that is the only the only center guard, um, and Myers, of course. But for Magoo, you know, another arm in the quarterback room. Um, they did kind of lack experience there. Do I think it makes a big difference? I mean, I hope not because it would be kind of spooky if it did. <laughs> um, we would really hope it doesn't make a big difference. Um, but just, you know, go see what he has in training camp. You got 90 spots on the roster. You might as well just see what you got I there. I think they like to have four arms for running some of the drills in training camp, too. I think it's one reason why they have extra quarterbacks, so that uh, people don't have to wait so much for a turn to do a drill. You got four people. You can have more people throwing. And yeah. so the... Uh, receivers tight ends and running backs can get more reps in the passing drills makes yeah. for, you know more efficient practice and you know um the other thing that we, i don't know if we mentioned but uh look like both love and etling as well as this is based on aaron jones instagram story uh as well as aaron jones christian watson um goodness gracious and then cotton cotton yes uh and um 
what is why am I blank? Dontavian Wicks and yeah, I think Jaden Reed were all out in California uh, working working during the the last I think it was a week and a half ago or a week ago I believe um, it was like right after we recorded I think um, but yeah so that's just kind of just touching on quarterbacks and quarterbacks working with skill players since we were already talking about that figure we might as well throw that in while we could speaking yeah. of quarterbacks though. Uh, a little note on the schedule in the coming week as we pretty much kind of get into Packers training camp in earnest, which we're kind of do a little preview of today for the, the main portion of our episode. But we are officially essentially six days from Packers training camp. And some teams have already actually started training camp today. Um, the Chiefs and the Jets were two that I already saw have uh, I've been having practices. Um, in terms of the Packers schedule, um, Friday, July 21st. So that's tomorrow as we record here. Thursday night will probably be today as you're listening to this. Uh, Packers quarterbacks, rookies, and injured players will report. And then on Monday um, will be the shareholders meeting, July 24th. And then Tuesday, July 25th, the veterans will report. And then the first official practice will be at 10.30 a.m. on Wednesday, the 26th. So, Dad, we are almost back to football. We are, we are almost there. The next time we record, we, uh, there, there should should have been a practice or maybe even two. Yes, and I believe 51 days from kickoff. I've lost 51, lost count 52. Of the exact number of it's, days. it's 51 or 52 because I remember I saw a post that was like, we're Clay Matthews days away from, uh, ah, from was that yesterday first or today? Day. And that's the thing. I was like, I can't remember if I saw yesterday or today, but we're around about there. It really depends how you count. Um, who's counting anyway? But anyway. That is pretty much all of the news and notes. Still a bit of a bit of a lull here. Um, the only other real thing is, you know, the running back stuff, um, which we could talk about for a second, but it's not really Packers related. It's more just league-wide in general. It seems like running backs are continuing to get devalued, which is obviously sucks for running backs. I think the the it's best like the running backs need a union. They they need their own union, yeah, honestly, because it's just it, they're getting I think the the best pitch I've heard is to change the rookie uh rookie pay scale for running backs specifically since those like those first 4 or 5 years are the best years for them and um they're getting just and it's the years that they're getting paid like not at all. And but the new CBA won't be up until 2030, I think. Um, so Oof. it's, it's a wild await. And so there's, I'm sure this is going to be something that the Packers are going to face at some point in the next five, six years. So just kind of keeping an eye on what running backs around the league, specifically Jacobs and Saquon Barkley, who have not signed their franchise tags and, you know, more power to them. But if they hold out, I could see it kind oh, of being did, a, did you, did you it, see what, uh, so, yeah, Saquon but it was about it his was, negotiating position. It was, it was taken out of context. I don't know if you saw the full video, but <laughs> I didn't see the full video. It, it, it was taken out of context, so I don't want to. I don't want to quote it. Um, but the uh, just probably if they hold out, I could see that becoming a growing pattern for running backs around the league, and then that would definitely be something the Packers would probably um, have to deal with as well in coming years, because you know I think there's not really a lot of recourse for running backs right now. But anyway. Moving on to the Packers training camp, Dad. I am very excited. I know you are very excited. So we just kind of wanted to preview this training camp. Um, we have each kind of prepared five fill-in-the-blank type questions for each other. We have not seen each other's questions. Um, you have some spares in case we end up with duplicates, you said. 
Uh, so shout out to you. I did not. I did the exact minimum. Um, <laughs> but you could just say I was indecisive. <laughs> but yeah, sure. We'll go with that. But anyway, so we each have kind of five fill in the blank type questions to kind of get the juices flowing on some dis- discussions around training camp as it is kind of right around the corner. Um, shall we just start off? I, I don't mind asking you the first one, if that's fine with you. Sure, fire away. All right. My first fill-in-the-blank question for you, Dad, is blank, and this is a player, a player name, kind of like a Mad Lib, you know, fill in a player name here. <laughs> blank has the most to gain this training camp on the Packers. The most to the most gain. most to gain. Not the most to prove. The most to gain. Hmm. And I can kind of tell you what I was thinking here. Okay. Well, I'll, let, me give like. my, let me give mine first. I'm thinking, I might say, uh, that's, that's it's a tough tricky. one. It's a tricky one. And I know I'm putting you on the spot here. And these are going to be a lot of ones where we're putting each other I on the spot. Maybe one on offense and one on defense. All right. Hit me. So, so the one on, the one on offense is a little bit, maybe he can't actually gain Josiah DeGuara. Okay. Give me the pitch. Is that this is his chance to prove he can be a tight end and earn himself a second contract somewhere. There's a general idea that, you know, Rodgers didn't want to throw too much. And Love seems to look for him. I mean, he's kind of been ignored and forgotten about with the two new draftees. And he might actually be able to do more. He might have more production than people are expecting this year because he has a connection with Love already. You know, he's not as athletic. He doesn't have the upside that Musgrave or Kraft have, but he may have a sneaky amount of production. I think he's going to be more than he's had any year in his career. Um, well, so he here's, might, this might be his chance to show something. Here's my follow-up question. Is he a tight end? Because he was question. he was working essentially off to the side, him and, oh my goodness, please oh, help me. The uh, other guy, the other fullback they have on the roster who is I, on yeah, the 53. I'm blank. It's, I, I want to say like McDonald, but that's not quite it. No, uh, it's Henry right Pearson. Pearson. Henry oh, Pearson. I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking of another guy. Yes. But him and but, Pearson uh, were I, essentially I was working. Gonna... Go ahead. Oh, I, I, I didn't put it in, but one question I was thinking is like, where will DeGuara line up the most ah, <laughs> this year? Blank will be where DeGuara lines up the most this year. I think yeah. fullback. I think he showed, honestly, a lot of really promising things as a blocker last year. And it does seem like from minicamp and OTAs that – we saw a lot of DeGuara and Musgrave on the field at the same time with kind of DeGuara and that DeGuara is kind of getting, I, I hate to say pigeonholed because it has a bit of a negative connotation in terms of like, oh, he's getting stuck there. I think, you know, he's being allowed to focus on being a fullback. Um, and I, I do think that has been what we've, what's been the best like looks we've seen from him is like just coming downhill blocking in the run game has been what he's been best at. Yes. I have not seen a whole lot of juice in the passing game out of him. Um, I know he had that one like crazy big touchdown against the Lions two years ago. I think if he gets like a wheel route in with momentum, he could do something with the ball in his hands. And I think feel like his best plays are when he's like coming around the outside as a lead blocker. Yeah, as a lead, he's a good lead blocker. Like that, like and that's that's solid. It's a solid lead blocker. But yeah. you know, I. I I think he does have a lot to prove. And so who was your player on defense? Or a lot Savage. to gain. Sorry, a lot to gain. Savage. And Savage has a lot to gain. Interesting. What? It, I, I'm curious about that career, one. He's playing for his career right now. 
I, I mean, maybe it's more he has a lot to gain in the regular season rather than the preseason. That's true. Yes. But he did, I, like, I lose his job last year. That's true. But I, I'm not necessarily cer- certain what he would have to gain the preseason because I think it he kind of has that safety yeah, spot locked so, so up. So that's, that's kind of the, maybe the wrong way to think of it. He's best, it's not the preseason where he has the most to gain. It's the, regu- gain. It's the regular season he has the most to gain. Yeah. and for So me, that's not really the right way to look at it. And for me, I think that the player I believe has the most to gain is probably either Samori Toure or Dontavian Wicks. Because I think that fourth receiver spot is up for grabs. And I know they probably aren't going to run a lot of like four receiver sets. It does not seem to be something that they're really they're really gunning for. I like that mm-hmm. Deguara answer a lot. I think I think if if it wasn't if I wasn't picking one of them two, I would have picked Deguara. But that fourth receiver spot is up for grabs, and maybe there's not a ton of playing time there. But you know, if one of those other guys goes down, there's going to be a lot of snaps available. And I think it's kind of up in the air because I don't think we've like obviously they've talked a lot about Toure, but I I don't think they're like married to this idea that he is for certain going to be in that slot. No, or, and, and, and I don't mean slot as in that as much, in slot receiver. I mean slot as in that, that position. Yeah, that, yeah. There wasn't that much buzz around him in OTAs. Yeah, at, compared to how much they talked him up before OTAs. Mm-hmm. And th- though, um, I'm still of the mind that they were talking him up a lot because there were only three of them in that room, and it would be kind of awkward to only gas up two of them and just not talk about the third one at all. <laughs> Because oh, it's like that that'd, be, that'd be kind of that'd be like oh yeah we really love like Romeo and Christian it's like it's like okay so <laughs> you're just oh, not bringing up the third guy <laughs> we really love the two receivers we carried over from last year oh what it's do like, you mean oh, there's a third there is a third that's right but so it's like I, I think Toure had you know he had a like one or two nice moments last year had that touchdown catch against it's interesting when you go back and look it's like how little opportunity he had. That's true. That is a good point. He did not have a lot of. He, so yeah, he made a couple. He made that nice adjustment for the touchdown. But then even after that, they like barely gave him any run. I mean, he didn't have a lot of opportunity. But at the same yeah. time, I mean, Romeo Dobbs was barely on the field in those last like four weeks, like either. And did he really have that little opportunity? When you think about the fact that he's a seven, he was a seventh round rookie wide receiver. Like no, I just I just mean more in terms of knowing what he can do. We just haven't. That's true seen him have a chance to show what he can do that's that's what i mean by the opportunity yes the other thing about when you're saying you don't how often they're going to use four wide receivers i agree that it's going to be rare because i think even if they go like five wide they're probably like one of them's going to be a tight end and one of them's going to be a running back yeah one's going to be aaron jones one's going to be musgrave like that's yeah 100 percent. i definitely agree all right we spent a lot of time on this question and we will never finish if we if we spend (laughs) this much time on every single one so you go ahead and ask me you know i was telling i was like i don't know how much we're gonna be able to talk about this stuff says oh you you guys are gonna make it long you say that (laughs) every time you say every time it's like i don't know if we have enough i don't know if we have enough to talk about i think we need to double it it's like we're at the hour mark it's like i don't know if we had enough to talk about all right hit me hit me with a question hit me with the film okay so I don't, I don't know if I'm like, can I mangle this wording into a fill in the blank? Probably not. The, <laughs> the Packers, just ignoring the format. Just completely ignoring format, the format. format. Um, so the idea was uh, the Packers will be It's more of like a multiple choice. Better or worse out of shotgun in 2023 in terms of rating? The uh, Packers will, compared, to, compared to under center? Which will or? they be more efficient in? 
Under center or shotgun? It, yeah, under center or shotgun okay. in 2023. If you want a little bit of – do you want a little background information? Yeah, yeah give, me some, give me some context from last year. So last year – so I'll give you the, the four years under um, LaFleur. Last year, 17th by DVOA in shotgun, um, third by DVOA in under center. 2021, second in DVOA in shotgun, fourth under center. 2020, first in DVOA in shotgun, seventh under center. And in 2019, eighth in DVOA under shotgun, and fourth, 14th in center. So it's not always better. It's and in I, general, I would have the, actually expected them to be better under center than in shotgun, just based on eye yeah. test. And I think a lot of people think that. So I also looked, so I, I'll give you one more little bit of information. The Shanahan tree, the last three years. So Rams, Niners, Packers, and last year's Dolphins. Four times, um, they're better under center. Eight times, better in shotgun. And one time, it was a tie in terms of, this is basically the rank by DVOA in, mm-hmm. the, in the league. Not the actual raw, the, the score. And not, ex- I, I can say I would never have expected that. If you had right. not, I was surprised. If you had not given me any preface to that, I would have put all, put the house on under center. And because I think, you know, my, my initial thought is like, okay, LaFleur would prefer, I think, I think the general consensus, or at least my thought on it, is in a vacuum, like if LaFleur, like, had his druthers, so to speak. He would prefer to run more under center stuff than they have been running in the past. And that a lot of the shotgun stuff was more about Aaron Rodgers' preference, like in shotgun. And, you know, um, he prefers shotgun because, you know, a lot of a lot of these kind of older school quarterbacks don't like turning their back to the defense. Um, understandably, they want to be able to keep their eye where everyone's going. They don't want to like lose vision on on the on the players so that they don't kind of so that they can essentially keep reading the defense the whole play. But I think, you know, it seems that the run game has always felt better under center. And so it feels like the entire offense, I know we've talked about this a lot, always seems to be better when the run game is working. And so I think I've always been like, just go under center so the run game will be better so we can build a better pass game off of a better run game. Because when we're staying on like schedule with like, if the run game is keeping us on schedule, the pass game will work. And so that's why I've always been like pounding the table for under center. But when you give me all the numbers and the fact that they're generally better by DVOA and shotgun, than they have been under center. It's kind of hard for me to be like, Oh, go under center, so, like pound the table more. But I do think, you know, that they are going to run, like run more plays under center this year than they have in the past. But I mean, it's hard for me. I'm, I'm going to have to say, I think they will be better from shotgun than under center because they have been in the past few years. And I know it's probably a lot of that does have to do with Rogers, but you know, I'm, I'm just going to bet on the odds. I'm going to, if you're giving, if you're giving me the okay. odds, if you're telling me what's going to, what's so going to tell you something I have no information for. Okay. I'm going to not tell you, so ask you something I have no information for. I thought you were just going to just make something up. I was like, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to ask you something. So, so this is the information not broken down for pass um, or situation. Which do you think is going to be more effective in the red zone? More effective in the red zone? Yeah. Um, Under center or shotgun? 
I think under center. I think their run game has always been felt better. I, I, if I had a nickel for every time we ran a shotgun halfback dive to AJ Dillon at the four yard line and it went for half a yard, I'd have a lot of nickels. Cool. I would have how at about, least how a about dozen when nickels. They, like got tackled in the backfield when it's like they're at the two and and trying to just dive in and, they, and then they get then they lose three yards and they're no longer on the doorstep. Well, I, I'm expecting us to at least attempt more than one quarterback sneak this year, also. So Ooh, yes. I would I would love to see how they could do that out of shotgun because <laughs> no one's figured out how to do that yet. And if anyone is going to figure out how to do that, it's this iteration of the Packers. But oh, that's no, what I, I want to see. But <laughs> just start sprinting at the line, <laughs> quarterback sneak out of shotgun. Um, but anyway, no. So I, I do think they'll be more effective in the in the red zone, especially the low red zone. Um, more so the low red zone. I would say I would say like like within the ten for certain um, out oh. of out of under center um, because I just think that they've it seems like they've always run the ball better from under center. Um, we should really get the numbers on that so I don't just sound like a fool. But I, I think I think people with eyes can can say they're better under center running the ball. But anyway, on to my next question. Okay, blank is the because I'm actually sticking to the format. Blank is the battle I'm most excited to watch in the joint practices. So the Packers will be having oh. joint practices with Cincinnati and New England. So blank, um, this could be position groups. This could be players. I'm going to steal the obvious one from you um, while you think. The one I am most ex- Actually, sorry. No, I, 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 I'm being... I'm trying to steal your thunder. Sorry. This is my question for your answer. Blank is the is the battle I'm most excited to see in the joint practices with Cincinnati and New England. So I have to think about who's on New England now. Um, Judon's still there. Judon's still there. You do not need to pick one for each team. You can just pick one in general. Well, no, I mean the matchup. Between I know, but, New I, Eng- but I think I have I have the. Oh, I'm not saying between Cincinnati and New England. I'm just saying well, you can pick players. The one that no, immediately meant, comes to mind for I me. Meant, oh, is so is Chasen Chasen Jair? Is okay. is what well, comes to mind the for same, me? This, the same thing. I'm going Matthew Judon versus our right tackle. Okay, that's okay. Very interesting. And who did that? Who is that right tackle? That's a very good question. Not to put um, you on the spot. Judon versus uh, Zach Tom. Okay, okay. I like it. I like it a lot because I think Judon will probably cook him quite a bit because Judon's very good and Zach Tom is still a young player. But I do think it would be very good practice for him. Um, no, I like that yeah, a lot. So that... I like that a lot. I think the one that immediately comes to mind for me. Um, Obviously, if if you're looking at something similar to that, I think you could say Trey Hendrickson will give um, right tackle also a lot of uh, interesting problems. The one that came to mind for me, though, was Jamar Chase versus Jair, because I just Uh think that that is going to be absolutely must-watch electric, like smack-talking, 1v1, (laughs) the best of the best, in a a gladiator match, like just just no help, no safety help, 1v1s all day. uh, Jair does some gritty. Well, and the thing is, they they do hate it does seem like in these joint practices over the years, they don't like doing one V ones because it 90% of the time leads to a fight. It's a fight. I guess I was about always. to say um, the over under for fights in the joint practices is, is blank, blank. Uh, <laughs> half a fight. I think the over under is half a fight. Um, actually maybe one and a half fights. Cause this uh, isn't like where, when they were, um, I don't think like really good friends on the opposite sides of the, the coaching staffs. I'm trying to think. We're going to try to keep the fights under control since they really know well, each other so well. Lafleur and Taylor coach together. 
Okay. Um, with the Rams, uh, if I remember correctly, I think Taylor was the quarterback coach on that staff while LaFleur was the offensive coordinator. Uh, I don't know what the connection is with the Patriots. Um, but who knows? Um, but yeah, no, I, I think, I think that that's a really good matchup. I think mine was the easy one, the Jair chase one. And, you know, Douglas Higgins and Nixon Boyd. I mean, pretty much the Packers corners versus the, the Cincinnati's wide receivers. It's going to be awesome. I think. Um, but anyway, yeah. yeah, I think that's, I think those are all very excellent matchups. Um, I was trying to think if there's a corner that you'd really like to see again against a Packers receiver. Mm, that's a tough but one. Awuzie, probably. I think Chidobe uh-huh. Awuzie for, for the Bengals. Um, and I think, I think that's probably the easiest, the, the, the easiest one to like think up off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, hit me with, uh, hit me with your next question though. Okay. Blank will lead the team in receiving yards slash receptions in the preseason. In the preseason. Okay, I like this. In receiving yards slash receptions. Um, okay, so we're not doing on like a per route basis. This is not an efficiency this metric. This is, is just this is, this is a counting stat. Counting stats. Counting stat in the preseason. Any position. It's gonna be a Doesn't receiver. Have... It's not I don't think it's gonna be a I don't think it's gonna be a tight end. I don't think they're gonna throw the tight ends that much in preseason. I don't think it's going to be a running back um, because I I think the quarterbacks they have are more likely to take off and run than they are to check down. <laughs> uh, just telling it like it is. And then, so I think it's going to be a receiver. I you don't, don't think, think they've got instructions like, you better not go running around scrambling for extra yards in a preseason game. They got to they gotta make an impression, especially <laughs> especially guys like well, Magoo I, I guess, and Edling. I'm talking about when Love is in there. Okay, no, no. I'm talking about Magoo and Edling. I think he's going to play be, some. Yeah, no, he's going to play at least a half, I would hope, or at least a, yeah. at least a quarter of each game. Yeah, but, yeah. but I, I could see like Etling and Etling Clifford and, are, and Clifford and are going to be running around like chickens with their heads cut off. Like it's going to be great. I'm going to love watching every second. I, I had it. I had it, Coach. <laughs> I was right there. Um, but anyway, I think to answer your question, most receiving yards and receptions in the preseason. You know, I I think yards is going to be a guy who is more of a deep threat guy. Um, speed. I think yards is going to be Jaden Reed. I think receptions is going to be Toure. I think is my, my okay. pick. I was, I would agree with you with, uh, with Reed. I was thinking the same thing. Um, my I other, think he'll my get loose. Option... He'll get loose deep with his speed on some of these guys who just like aren't as fast or, as him. And or, like, right after, after the catch, he'll, he'll break one. Yeah. The other player I was thinking about maybe for, um, in the discussion for receptions is uh, Wicks. Well, he I was thinking about him for yards. Oh, that too, because he does. He would he have like over twenty a, a game uh, receptions. Sorry, yeah, some insane yards in per UVA. reception is is in twenty twenty one at UVA. Like something just off the wall ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so I think that I think those I feel good about those picks. And I, yeah, Wicks was definitely crossed my mind, and I, I think those would be the ones I would I would I would put. And then I almost thought about Tyler Goodson. I I really almost did, but he's I just attempting. don't think they're he, he's, gonna. He's I don't looked think good in the preseason down. before. I know, I know. I just don't think they're gonna check down like that. I don't think that's the style of quarterback they have. Um, but I have my next question for you, if you're ready. Um, if David Bakhtiari practices in more than blank percent of practices, I won't be worried about his knee anymore. So I'm thinking. So this is the assumption: five practices a week. Let's say five practices a week. 
if he practices in 60%, you won't be worried at all. If he's practicing three practices every week, so that's three practices every week, and you won't be worried. I, I, I think that'll be enough for me not to be worried. Okay. All right. If they just decide load management, we're only going to do three every week, but he doesn't miss ever. Okay, so you're saying a scheduled three and a the two misses three. the two misses are always scheduled misses. Okay, yes, okay, that not makes sense. injury misses, but okay. load management schedule. All right. Okay. So I guess whatever you know, so what kind of what I'm saying is if he hits the schedule they make for him. Yes, but he doesn't need to practice in he, every one for you to feel feel okay. No. Okay. But All as right. long as he's not missing because of like soreness or swelling, it's just like, yeah, this is what we're doing. Monday, Wednesday, Friday he practices. The other two days, it takes off. Okay. All right. No, I, I I see what you're going with there. Yes. Okay. That I I I'm good there. I'm good there. Because I was like I was like honestly, if like if he's only hitting three of five, I'm gonna be a little <laughs> yeah. So so the three of five is is contextual. Yes. If they want him to do four, then four. Yeah. If, if he's missing because of injury, as opposed to how they've decided to schedule it, I'll be yeah. I'll be worried because I almost I was almost like there's no there's. It doesn't exist. No like, even if he even if he practices in every one, I'm still going to be a little worried. But I, I do see I guess, the, yeah, what the is, argument what is you're definition making worried of worry. Yeah. Yes, that's How true. Worried we're are we're you? getting into semantics here. Hit me, hit me with your next question. Uh, so, so this is is it okay if it's uh, a preseason battle for a regular season. You, uh... you just hate following the rules I came up with <laughs> for our game. You just you just hate doing it. Um, Blank will take the most snaps in the slot in preseason. Or just or for the season or what are we thinking? That was that or was in, the question in, I in was practice? asking. Let's let's say in let's say in practice. In practice. Or, okay. Okay. Luke Musgrave. Luke Musgrave. Luke Musgrave will take that the might most be the answer no matter what time you're referring I, to. I think assuming health, assuming health, I yeah, think that could be that's, preseason games, practices, and the regular season. The answer and, may be. Might Must be Luke Musgrave, just A, B, C, all of the above. Because I think that, you know, I was I was saying this earlier. I feel like he is more closely, at least in his rookie year, a supercharged Alan Lazard than he is like a real tight end. Because like yeah. he's pretty thin, he's really tall, he's pretty decent blocking when he's like already got momentum going. Like when he's moving somewhere, he's not going to pass block. Really, he's probably going to get pro. Is good. I think that's the worst part of his blocking. Is I mean, his pass it, pro. it's just like he's not he's not heavy enough. He's not big enough. Like, but I think if he's it's moving somewhere, he's he's going to give effort. He's going to at least wall guys off based on like his college tape. The limited amount of it we had, um, but I I and I think that aligning him in the slot will allow him to do a lot of those Alan Lazard type things and then also stretch the seam. Um, because you know, I think asking him to to do a lot of inline stuff is 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 not putting him in the position that is best for him. Uh, what what would you have said for this? Would you have also said Musgrave, or were you, were you leaning Reed? I think was the other one I was thinking about. The other, I I might have been leaning Reed, but yeah, it might have been wrong. And did I, did I take you? I took you over to the Musgrave <laughs> side. I, I I really think he's gonna just kind of be a big receiver in this offense's rookie year, and then maybe as as years go on, they'll. They'll kind of put more on his plate, but there's there's room you know, for a big I slot. Would, there's room for a big slot in this offense. That's what Lazard was often. Oh, and there's one thing a, I did. One thing I haven't looked up is like how often do like Waller and Kelsey 
line, line up, up in the slot. Oh, it's it's a lot. I mean, I could pull right? it up really I mean, quick if you want to vamp. If you want to vamp really quick, I could pull it up. Because um, that's what I see, like Waller, Kelsey, maybe even Andrews. How often are they in the slot? Are they basically just a big – are they tight end a lot of the time in name only? Well, just big receivers. Well, you know what also I, I think is a, a sleeper if they want to do a big slot type thing is Malik Heath. And I was another player that we did not bring up at all for receptions or receiving yards. This is true. He could be like the uh, this year's Jawan Winfrey or, you know, some other preseason producer. Yeah. Lots of catches. And like we we really didn't think about it at all. And so for reference, um, um, Travis Kelsey spent about uh, 36% of his time in the slot last year. And then Darren Waller spent, um, I mean, he barely played last year, but he spent 191. Well, I must admit that that Kelsey number is lower than I expected. And so Waller spent 55% of his snaps in the slot last year. And Kelsey's Kelsey spent um well 36. are you asking are you asking slot and wide? Oh. Cause he okay. spent he spent three hundred and eighty eight snaps in the slot and two hundred and seventy two out wide of his total of one thousand. How much in line? Like ten? No, his his inline's actually more than you'd think. Uh four hundred in line. In line was where he lined up okay. the most. He lined up oh, the most okay. in line and then second like right behind it in the slot and then down a little bit wide. He he does more traditional tight end things than I think he gets credit for because he is such an elite pass catcher and he's probably the a cheat cheat code as a pass catching uh, tight end. Second best tight end ever. Third best tight end ever. He's up there. He's, he's getting up there. It's him, Gronk, and Tony Gonzalez for me. It's like just pick one, I guess. Uh, depends on if you want to look at peak or. But anyway, we're we're losing it. We're losing. We're we're, we're losing the about plot. Football. We're losing the plot. All right. Um. It is, it is my turn, huh, to ask you a question. Yes, that was still the slot question. Yes, that was still the <laughs> slot question. Um, my fourth question is, if Jordan Love does blank in training camp and the preseason, I will feel confident about him going into the regular season. Ooh. This is a very open-ended question. This You can this answer this in a, a lot of one. different ways. So, I think... I'm for pre for the preseason and training camp and the practices because I think you know a lot of people at least in in my opinion I think that the joint practices are more important than than the preseason games because I think I think there's just people are trying harder is I think just think the biggest thing yes yes um, uh, so I I think that's the, and, that's and the, the starters and the and starters, starters play are playing more. exactly I mean as opposed to the preseason games the starters usually play very little. All right, so I'm going to give something that I think maybe will give us some insight. Maybe a bad answer. I have to look. If he throws twice as many touchdowns as picks. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. I think that's a good one. And can I ask you the inverse? If Jordan Love does blank. If he throws twice as many picks as touchdowns. He wanted Fair the enough. inverse. Fair enough. That, that, is... would be, that would give me a lot of concern. By definition, the inverse. Well, you know, there's always the argument. That hey, practice is when you should be pushing those boundaries and yep, seeing risks and see because you're not going to get better if you're not taking those risks. So you you don't know where the edge is 
until you, you hit it. Exactly. So you, you got to throw a bunch of picks to know what not to do, I guess. is, so is That's why I'm argument. not sure if it's the best answer uh, because they might be willing to throw more in, in those situations than they will during the regular season. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. And I, I just want to see, I think for me, my fill in the blank there is I want to see him, if he performs well in the joint practices, I will feel confident about him going into the season. More my confidence will grow, I guess, going into the season. Because I think those are like the biggest like kind of measuring stick when you're going against like the first team of the other team. And they're uh-huh. they're they're trying to show you up like that. I think that's the big thing. And, you know, I think... Both those defenses are quite good. Um, both the Bengals defense with um, Big Lou Anarumo as the DC, and then obviously Belichick with the Patriots. Like those are pretty decent tests. Like those are those are good defenses. Um, you want to hit me with your uh, second to last one, your fourth one. So I'm trying to think about how exactly do I want to. What, what, what was I really looking for this question? So let me think about. You have eight um, to choose from too. You have quite a few. So I'm just thinking about how. So. So I'm going to actually change what I put in here. Okay. And this, maybe, this is, maybe this is a little bit uh, – I'm going to like focus this down to a more specific. What does Devontae Wyatt – Devontae Wyatt has to do blank for you in the preseason and training camp for you to feel confident he's ready to be um, a, a front-line defensive lineman? Like confident, confident? Yeah. And the, so the question is, how much is he going to play? Well, that's, so it's well, not just preseason games. Well, here's two things. I, I think to yeah. feel to feel really confident, he would have to pass Slayton on the depth chart, which I don't think okay. is a crazy thing to ask. Like, you're a first-round pick going into your second year. You should be ahead of the fifth-rounder from the two years rounder. ago. And I understand that Slayton is kind of nominally the nose now, and Kenny's going to play off him at the three, so there is some complications there that, like, hey— Position-wise, it makes sense in some ways for Slayton to play more than Wyatt because Kenny, like, it lets Kenny do more fun stuff rushing the passer. But I think to feel really confident, I would like to see him pass Slayton because you're a first-rounder going into your second year. Like, they invested high draft capital into you. Um, to feel some level of confidence, uh, I would like... You should, you should be wrecking shop in the preseason games. Like, you should be noticeably better than the rest of the guys on the field in the preseason games because the starting linemen, the starting offensive linemen are not going to play for the, most of these right. teams. So the question is how much play. is Wyatt going to play? I that suspect is the he might play a decent amount. He's third, on, he's third on the depth chart, and he barely played last year. I would how hope he How little he, he played last year, so I'm I, thinking he's going to get some run. Yeah. The, other, yeah. the other question is like third of the depth chart is like, you know, who are going to be the top two snap getters? On the D-line? On the D-line of the preseason. Uh, oh, in the preseason. Um. Wooden and Brooks. Oh, you think Slayton and, and Wyatt will getters? play very little? They'll play the first quarter, first half. What about half. Ford? Maybe, yeah. It'd be an inning eater. Uh, like like that type. Because the thing is, in preseason games, like <laughs> the the preseason games are oftentimes like the top snap getters are the like fourth, fifth rookie, and the rookies, the fourth and fifth often guys the, in the roster. The guys who are like, like fighting for a spot on the roster. Exactly. Sometimes. So it's it's. I don't think that's a good measure of like necessarily the best measure, at least of um, who's having the most impressive preseason, offseason, et cetera. But I think, you know, for Wyatt, be, like, he should play in the preseason. Um, I would kind of understand if they didn't have him play, I would be a little disappointed because if he's not going to play in the preseason, 
and he's not going to play in the regular season. Right. So <laughs> this, I guess we could also play? include like how often he's running with the ones in the drills and yes. the joint practices. Well, the, the as, thing is, it's like, as, as snaps as well in terms of preseason training camp. But, yeah, and I think you know they just. That's why I think he needs to get ahead of Slayton for me to feel really confident because how often are they going to play base down like three down linemen? Like not that often. Right. Like, less than just, 50% probably. It, it, unless they go to back to doing heavy penny personnel, which, you know, it would be interesting, but then you're taking off another first round pick off the field. So that's a whole different question because you're taking Walker off the field or you're unless, taking so Campbell even, off the field. Or, 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 you're, taking or you're taking your captain with the green dot off the field, which does also does not feel like a great idea. So it's like, it's like it feels like the only way for Wyatt to be in the personnels that they are their best personnels are for him to pass Slayton on the depth chart and Kenny to kick back to nose and 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 Wyatt to be playing that the three tech. But it doesn't seem like that's something they really want to do. And so I've been seeing like a lot of like I don't know I've seen I've been seeing a lot of optimism about Wyatt that I I'm not sure what it's based on because besides his draft capital because I mean he was fine last year but he never really played and so it's like. And he hasn't passed Slayton. And, like, we've been seeing Wooden getting snaps with the ones. And I, I don't know. I, I'm a little worried about him, honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, and th- I think th- if we don't see... you expect to be getting close to being a star as and a first-round pick. And he was a 24-year-old first-round pick. So it's like, he should be physically matured. Like, it's not like it's not like he needs to put on muscle mass and, like, stuff like that. Like, like he's in his physical prime already. Yeah. And so, I don't know. It's that... it. I think it's... I think I I know I hate to say this already for like a second year first round pick, but I think it's a make or break season for him. I, I don't know if that's too harsh or not, but if you if he doesn't show you much this year, or you can't get on the field this year. Like you got some serious concerns there. I don't know. Um, I got one more question for you, Dad. Unless you wanted to add anything on to Wyatt. No, I think that's uh, that was it for Wyatt. Are you concerned? A little. I mean, there's some encouraging things. I think if he's given the opportunity, um, he's gonna. He, he looked better in a lot of the snaps he got last year than Lowry or Reed. I know. Question is, can he hold up well enough in the run yeah. to stay on the field? And I think, like, you know, yes, he was better than Lowry and Reed. I, I think it says more about Lowry and Reed. And right. that- so the question, yeah, will he be more than just, like, a third down passing? Yeah. Because they need him. long specialists they need him to be so when they're not actually running they got like you know two down linemen and so nobody's really like can he get to the point where is it just be like him and kenny when it's passing down or is he going to be able to play more than that yeah all right i got one more question for you and this one's just more of a you know take it anywhere you want it is not analysis based at all blank is your favorite part of training camp in the preseason uh, hmm. Uh, I'll give you. I can. I can give you mine. While in terms of just like fun. Yeah. Uh, what's your What's your favorite? Like, <laughs> watching Watching the football players ride the bikes. That was the first thing that came to mind for you too. Is the bikes <laughs> is is just hilarious. I think the other one is family night. I think family oh, night's okay. a whole lot of fun to watch. Uh, because it's like the first time you get to see everyone in uniform, in pads, like kind of scrimmaging a little bit. I, I, it's a lot of fun. I think I think those are the two things that are the most fun for me. But the bikes thing was definitely the first thing that the came. Bikes to mind. thing is just kind of fun. I do oh, like great. seeing the clips of the plays, though the the little little bits of video that managed to come little out. Little tiny bits that sneak their way out every it's once like a in a little, while. Little little hit. 
Yeah, just a, just a tiny bit, just a tiny bit of football that we just get to wean ourselves into the season. But yeah, that was my last one. It wasn't like a, it was like a kind of pseudo question. But anyway, you want to hit me with your last one before we get out of here? Yeah, I don't know if I have to like a fun thing like that. Uh, this, let's see that 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 one's that's just a downer. Well, you haven't nah. been doing you haven't been doing fill in the blanks all all the whole time. You you've I've been... converted some like who will the other two. I, I've I've reworded them to be fill in the blanks. Blank will win the number three the number three safety. Um, spot. Okay, I like it. Um, Owens, I think I think Jonathan Owens will win the the third safety spot. I think he's got the most experience or the most recent experience as a starting safety. He's a good tackler. I feel like he's pretty steady. Uh, in terms, like I, I think the tackling is like going to be important because we saw what bad tackling at the safety position did last year, and you know, uh, and so I just think. Unless, whoa, unless they put like Nixon or Douglas back there. And then, then that's a whole another uh, can of worms. And like yeah, it's like, is... I'm, I'm going to go with Owens. I think, I think Owens is like, they, they brought him in for a reason. He started a lot of games for the Texans last year. Um, yeah, that would be my pick. What do you think? Yeah, I was trying to figure out if I wanted to make this like specifically for like a dime safety or a dime backer kind of like, they're like, then I'm like, Johnson Carpenter. Uh, Carpenter is not a safety. <laughs> I know, is, but you could be like a dime, dime backer, a linebacker now. <laughs> so it's gonna be a dime back. You could either fill that with either linebacker or a safety. That's true. I, I I feel confident about Owens though. I think I think you know the the tackling makes me feel makes me feel good about him not being a liability. Um, yeah, and I think um, uh, Jones, Jones, Anthony Johnson. You mean Johnson? It's like. Um, <laughs> Junior, sorry, Anthony Johnson Jr. Anthony Johnson Jr. Curious to see what he does. Yeah, uh, and I think you know a lot of people were really excited about him. We gotta remember he is a seventh rounder. Pump the brakes a little bit. I know um, Chris Collinsworth had mocked him in the first round. That did, we still gotta pump the brakes a little bit. I don't think we can necessarily. Yeah. Some people were already like start him, and I was like, okay, it's like we can yeah. calm down a little bit. But no, I, but I can it, see. But, I can certainly see him winning that third spot. I think that's totally within the realm of possibilities. It's not like it's the strongest safety room in the league. So, like, yeah. so you like Owens more than Moore? I mean, Owens yeah. is probably the best tackler of the group. Yeah, and that's that's why I was going with that. You know, I, I I just think you know some steadiness there, and that's why he'd be the third guy. And we've seen him start. A lot, he started a lot of games. Um, yeah, he's and they, also tied with um, Ford for being the heaviest safety in the group. Oh, okay. That's interesting. They're both two two ten. Okay. Yeah. It makes sense. They're the two that can tackle. So yeah. <laughs> that adds up. But anyway. That kind of concludes our training camp hype segment, I guess. Fill in the blank. Training camp prep, training camp preview. Next week we will have some actual practices to talk about, which is all kinds of exciting. Um so come give us a listen next week. We will be talking about what's going on in training camp day one. Um, it will be that same day, uh, that the 26th, um, we'll be doing one episode for the rest of the off season, one episode a week. That is not one total episode, one episode a week for the rest of the off season. And then two episodes a week. Once the season starts, like we said earlier, if you like what you heard here, come give us a follow on Twitter at father, son, Packer, retweet news, highlights, videos, articles. We find interesting when we have new episodes, just keeping you up to date on everything in title town. Um, one stop shopping kind of there. Uh, and then Come give us a follow or a subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. 
uh, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. YouTube, we put all our episodes there as well. Come get some, come subscribe to us there. Really help our numbers. Thanks so much again for listening. We'll be with you with real Packers practice news next week. Thank you so much for listening. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. <laughs>